Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions. If you've got a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to Victor at VictorJM.com. That's Victor at VictorJM.com. On today's show, Lee from Michigan writes, Hello, I really enjoy your podcast. I met you briefly at the Real Estate Guy Syndication Conference in September of 2018. Here's my question. My real estate partners and I have the opportunity to purchase a great 14-acre parcel of vacant land in the best demographic area of our community. The land borders a freeway on the south, a highly traveled secondary road on the east, and single-family subdivisions to the north and west. There are existing roads that dead end into the land from the north and west, and the city would like us to develop the land to connect these two roads, which would be a great benefit to the community in the sense of community services such as school buses and garbage trucks could navigate within the community more efficiently. To make this project economically feasible, I would have to develop some multifamily properties. Currently, the entire 14 acres is zoned R1, or single-family residential. Our group is proposing that we rezone only part of the property, part that is contiguous with the freeway and the highly traveled secondary road, to R3 to allow multifamily construction. Of note, fourplexes would be our largest footprint. Further, all of the land that borders on the single-family homes we would propose to leave R1 single-family zoning. We have a preliminary meeting with the local planning commission in the next couple of weeks to discuss our intentions. The mayor informs me that there are already one or more NIMBYs, that is not in my backyards, that plan to show up to discourage our proposal. Previously, a production builder wanted to purchase the land and put up 200 low-income housing units. The city basically laughed at the idea. In the 14 acres, we propose 19 single-family building sites and only eight fourplexes along the designated roads. And if the multifamily development is impractical, our interest in the land will plummet. With all this in mind, how would you proceed at the planning meeting? Well, Lee, this is a great question. I actually did abridge your question a little bit because it was a little bit long, so I've condensed it for the purpose of the podcast, but I think I've captured the essence of it. There are generally three types of approvals that come into play. Now, I don't know the rules for your specific community, and what I'm describing is what I see most often. The first is a minor application. In the case of a minor application, you don't require community input. The second is a major application, and in this case, residents within a radius of the property, usually about 500 feet, are given the opportunity to comment on the application. It's a very public process. And then the third involves a change in the zoning. The first thing I would do is I would get my hands on the minutes of the Planning Commission or City Council meeting minutes. In almost all communities, these are a matter of public record. In some towns, you can listen to audio recordings of the meetings, or in some cases, watch a video recording of the meeting. Now, it sounds to me like the previous proposal for 200 homes was rejected, probably because the developer was pushing the density to the absolute limit, and it would not be in keeping with the surrounding area. I don't know this for a fact, I'm just guessing. In your case, you're talking about 19 single-family homes and 32 units of multifamily. That's pretty low density for 14 acres. General rule of thumb is you can get about 8 single-family homes per acre, and perhaps 12 units per acre, if you're building townhouses, and of course apartments can be much higher density. If you're building 19 homes on half-acre parcels, that would consume 9.5 acres. Those are very generous properties. That would leave 4.5 acres for a higher density product. I would actually advise against building fourplexes for a couple of reasons. Number one, 32 units is still a small multifamily project. It's not large enough to hire a full-time property manager. 
the minimum to make a single property manager economically viable is about 75 units. Number two, attached housing is less desirable and the demising walls in a fourplex are usually not made of concrete. You can attract a lower quality of tenant and at a lower price point than if you went with, say, townhouses. The cost to build a 1,200 square foot townhouse versus an apartment is virtually the same and you may discover that the townhouse solution is the most cost effective and gets you the highest rent. Since all the homes are co-located in the same site, they're no more or less difficult to manage than if they were apartments, townhouses, or single-family homes. The management costs are going to be pretty much the same. You will get people in any community who will oppose development. That's life, and I would not be afraid of that. But before going into a public meeting, you'll want to make sure that you're really well informed of each of the Planning Commission members' feelings are on the question of density and height. They don't have that much to say about the interiors, and there may be consultants in your community, such as maybe an urban planner or perhaps an architect, who knows everybody in the planning department and the planning commission. They will know what the sentiment is in city council and can advise you on what will be accepted and what would be outright rejected. There's a big distance between the previous application and yours. If you decide to build townhouses, you may find that it fits within your R1 zoning, and now you're no longer asking for a zoning variance. And when you're building something that complies with the zoning, the opposition doesn't have a legitimate argument against your development. So don't fear the opposition. With townhouses, you would still get 32 units. I think you could even get more units than that. You'd also get a more desirable product in the market that you can rent at a higher price point. The difference in rent may not be huge. It might be just an extra 50 or 100 bucks a month for the townhouse. But the tenant who really needs to save 50 bucks a month is probably not the one you want. I want to thank you, Lee, for a great question. It's a wonderful topic, and I wish you the best of luck. Definitely, before you go into the meeting, talk to the Planning Commission members individually and get as much information as you can before you get into a public hearing. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.